Welcome back to It's Time for a Beer. And again, X is not going to give it to you. And thank God I've survived jail. I didn't go to jail after last week's episode being pulled, edited, and then redistributed. But what a guest we have this week. To be frank, it's a bit of a dick swinging contest. No two better, more handsome men have ever been locked in a room staring eye to eye with one another. It was a fantastic pleasure to sit down with Jager O'Meara. Openly, I'm a heterosexual man, but my Lord, would I have a crack. Uh, what a star, mega star. Obviously, started his career at the Gold Coast. Uh, won the NAB Rising Star up there. Uh, unfortunately, he ran into a few injuries. Uh, had a couple of seasons off. We hear about all that sort of stuff. The transition from Gold Coast to, of course, Hawthorne, where he is at the moment. Uh, and a few other bits and pieces in between. A fantastic guest. And, of course, always thank you very much for his time. Sat down, had a few stubbies. He was on the Peroni Reds. Uh, and I was on the usual um, VB Keynes because I'm tough. Not the old single fin, just the summer ale there for me. But, uh, of course, before we do get into Jake's, uh, grab a beer, sit down and relax. And give me that five-star rating. I'm not sure what it does, but of course, it's very good for the ego. Uh, you sit there on your app and you click on it sometimes. You can see that someone's giving you a five-star. But I don't care what you're right. Oh, he's a legend. Fucking dickhead. Whatever you want. Jump on. Give it a rating. I really appreciate it. Now it's time to listen to this guy. Yeah, just the 16 goals last year from Tom Leach. Opportunity is large here for O'Meara. Had 50 metres to cover. And the silence of the crowd said it all. Just Luke Bruce, Burgoyne, Jager O'Meara, Raphael proudly let it sail over his head. Welcome back to It's Time for a Beer. Special guest in my bar. It's a little makeshift bar I've got at home. Jager O'Meara, welcome, mate, and thanks for joining me. Thanks, X. Thanks for having me. Now, mate, uh, you're in WA, obviously a WA boy. You've spent most of your time over here in the holidays. Yeah, I, uh, as soon as we finished, mate, I, I got straight over. I, uh, had to apply to get uh, a couple of G2G passes. I think I got denied maybe three or four times. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, since then, I've, I've been in. in it's the crazy. So, you literally, I know you've, you've travelled, you've gone uh, Gold Coast, obviously, Melbourne uh, for work, but you're a WA boy and you still got rejected a couple of times. Yeah, rejected four times, I think it was. Four times? So, yeah, had seven supporting documents and still got rejected. So, I think my last one, I ended up having eight or nine supporting documents and then got the green tick, but it took me well, a bit What of time. was the selling point? Was there something that got you over the line? Uh, mate, I'm not sure. I think it was um, actually because my old man's a builder. Yeah. And um, he needed some assistance back right, in Right, okay. And he couldn't get anyone to work for him, so I went up there and, and done a, did a little bit of uh, labour. Oh, bullshit. So, yeah, no way no, in the world did you I lift did, a brick. I did about a week's worth of work and... Uh, yeah, helped him out. He didn't pay me, though. Yeah, fair enough, too. Now, yeah. mate, you mentioned Dongra. That's where you're from. Uh, Simon Tunbridge, I think. He used to play with Tunners at West Coast. He's a Dongra boy. Yeah, he's a Dongra uh, boy. We grew up together, um, played all our, our sport, basketball, footy, um, surfed a little bit together. Yeah. yeah grew up together, so... Um, where is Dongra? Dongra's about three and a half hours north of Perth, so uh, a bit of a drive, but it's on the coast. Yeah. 45 minutes south of Geraldton, so... Um, after primary school, I went to school and played footy and, and basketball in Geraldton. Mate, it sounds like where I grew up in the town called uh, Lakes Entrance or Lake Ties. It was four, four and a half hours from Melbourne, you know, half an hour to your school, which is funny enough, I'll mention it. Uh, my school was Nagel College or Nagel Catholic College as well, and that yeah, was uh, where you were in, in Gero. Yeah. 
Tell us about Geraldton School. Uh, were you a good student? Uh, were you the all-rounder that you looked like you, you probably were? Or were you an academic battler that just loved sport? I probably took the piss a little bit at school. Yeah. Um, it's a funny trend on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon everyone yeah. goes, yeah, I fucking took the piss yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably took the piss until year 11 and then kind of pulled my head in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually came down to Perth in year 12 because um, I wanted to play waffle footy. Um, had the opportunity to do that. So I went to uh, Corpus Christi mm-hmm. for a year in year 12. But yeah, got fond memories of um, playing sport and going to school in Geraldton. I um, was lucky enough to play in a, a grand final and, and win a premiership at Railways Footy yeah. Club um, in the senior side. Played against Jack Martin Did that you play day, on Jack actually. Martin that day, yeah? Yeah, played. Jack was, uh, I was 16 and Jack was 15. <laughs> and we were the underdogs and we ended up yeah. winning by 12 goals or something. So it was, hey, crazy. It's funny. I used to, um, and it's the country... The country footy uh, feel, et cetera, is, uh, you know, if you're young and you can play seniors, you play senior as well. Lakes entrance, you know, a couple of thousand or a bit less or whatever it was. I got asked to play seniors when I was, uh, you know, 13 or whatever. And uh, yeah. the local copper was our captain. Right. And he went to my mum said, no, you're not playing seniors. You can play under, say, that there's 13s, 15s, 18s, yeah, and then seniors. And mum said, you're not playing. I'll let you play under 18s, but you're not playing seniors. No way in the world. And the local copper had a meeting with mum and said, look, Ange, if anything happens to Zave on the field, you've got my word, we'll kill him. Yeah, well. And, and, um, and mum was like, you're missing the point, Hayden. And Hayden's like, what? Someone's already got him. Like, yeah. if someone gets him, you'll yeah. get someone back. He's not playing. So I was like, yeah, it's a fair point. You're, you're actually going to stick up for me once I'm dead. Like, yeah. I get that, that mum was He's a bit concerned. Done. Yeah, I'm yeah. dead. So yeah. uh, I got banned from it. But uh, the, the local footy, it's tremendous stuff. And, you know, Gerald and Railways and that sort of stuff. Do you get back there at all? A little bit. Um, I've still got some good friends at, at Railways Footy Club. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard at times to get back there. A lot of the guys aren't living there anymore. Yeah. So um, usually over like the Christmas break, catch up, go to the pub, um, have a beer together. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's only mum and dad that are in Donga now. Yeah, and my, my dad's parents. So I got three sisters. They're all in Perth. So well, your three sisters are like two streets away from you. Yeah, <laughs> I just literally I walked over here. So um, had a couple of beers at her joint. Yeah, then, nice. And then walked over. So um, yeah, just around the corner. But yeah, so mum and dad usually come down to Perth. Um, I've had a fair bit of a, an extended break over yeah. here, which has been nice. So I've been able to get back to Dongra. Um, but yeah, been splitting my time between Donga and Perth. Are you? Uh, do you miss Perth? I know that a lot of people, or WA, Donga, etc. A lot of people who you know leave WA eventually sort of make their way back. You know, a lot, I think, it's a bit strange that they just don't leave at all. But you know, you got your family. You love them spending time with the sisters. Yeah, mate. I've spent more time in WA than any other state this year, and it's. Um, I've been away for nine years now. I left as a seventeen-year-old kid straight out of high school. I went to. Um, Leavers, as they call it yep. over here, schoolies over in the east. Right or down south? Went down south. Yeah. And then a week later, I was in uh, Arizona on a training camp with the Gold Coast. Yeah. And um, yeah, not not enjoying that too much. But yeah, it's been it's been nine years since I lived in the state, and um, I've just loved loved being able to go down the beach every morning, go for a swim, go for a surf. Kind of miss out on that in, in Victoria. So yeah. I definitely say once I'm finished my footy career, I'll, I'll be back for sure. Yeah, nice. I'm sure that uh, if things at Hawthorne go pear shaped, there might be a couple of uh, clubs over here just keeping a close eye on it. Now, uh, can you explain the whole um, you, were, you were taking the Gold Coast? And I don't really get it. It was a pre draft selection, but you couldn't play. But did you move over? Like, and you played. Yeah. How, how did that work? Yeah, so it was, um, they had a special draft just given the. Um, two expansion clubs, yeah. so Gold Coast and GWS, where it was called a mini draft. So um, there was four selections um, over t- a two-year period. So, so were they the best four players available or were there any restrictions? You could just get anyone. Yeah. So you had to be born in that year, that draft year, yeah. the first six months of that year. Okay. So that I think that took out a fair crop yeah. of players. 
um, but I was lucky enough to be born in February, so um, I got drafted myself and Brad Crouch. He went to Adelaide. Yeah. Um, I got picked up by Gold Coast, and then, yeah, basically I went to the, the Gold Coast, and I was allowed to play in the um, reserve, so the NEFL. Um, but then the, the club decided only to play me against the AFL reserve side, so I, yeah, didn't, okay. I didn't play against any of the NEFL sides, so I ended up playing like six games that year. And were you there permanently? Permanently there, yeah. So I moved over, moved in with a host family, yeah. lived with a host family for six months, and then actually moved out and lived with uh, Kyle Horsley, who's now coaching at West Coast. At, at West Coast. Um, he's a bit of a, a legend at Subiaco. Mate, what's he, like? what's he like as a bloke? He, uh, he's one of the, he didn't win a Sandover. I think I've, I've voted for him for the um, Simpson medal, I reckon, two years ago. Yeah. He's an absolute waffle. And I know it sounds a bit weird to say a waffle legend of someone who's just retired yeah. 12 months ago or whatever it is. But uh, he, he leaving Gold Coast, Kyle Horsley, I didn't really – I knew the name. Yeah. But over here, he's become an absolute legend, hasn't he? Yeah, he's an absolute ripper. He's uh, he's very knockabout. He's yeah. a typical WA lad. Um, but, no, nah, he's just a, a genuine bloke. He's um, he's done very well at Subi. He's, I think he's played in three or four premierships yeah. at Subi. Um, and yeah, thrilled to see him get an opportunity as a, as a coach at, at West Coast. What have you been? Um, what have you been number one draft that year? Who, who was taken number one the year yeah. that you were yeah, that proper was, eligible? That was uh, Lockie Whitfield. So he went to the yeah, Giants okay. um, that year. I think. I think Jeezy was a skinny kid, Lockie Whitfield. I remember one yeah. night on a, on our Mad Monday, I was having free spins. I was as pissed as you'll ever see, and this kid was on the dance floor next to me. And you can imagine me uh, trying to dance. It wasn't going well for me. It wasn't getting the attention I was craving anyway. Yeah. This little kid was dancing next to me. I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, mate, and it was Lockie Whitfield. He loves a beer too. The way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He no, he's a, a ripper. Yeah. Um, so Lockie Whitfield, number one. So, yeah, you would have been number one that year. Um, you moved to Gold Coast, and there's a lot of talk about the Gold Coast Suns and it was a bit of a shit show to start, um, you know, the portaloos and bloody, um, what are those classrooms called? The portable classrooms yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you obviously didn't know any better or did you expect better? Um, you know, it's well documented that it was an absolute basket case of a joint early days. Uh, looking back now, can you believe the setup it was or was you just like, ah, oh, it is what it is? Uh, mate, to be honest, it was kind of like it is what it is. But when uh, I remember when I first got drafted and, and Bluey McKenna and um, a couple of the uh, management crew came over and, and showed me the plans for yeah. what the uh, facilities were going to be like and it was meant to be finished in 18 months' time. Yeah. And, um, I was there for five years and it still hasn't been completed. <laughs> I, think it, I think as I stepped out the door, it was completed and the boys moved in the pre-season after. Yeah. So I missed out. But um, nah, it... Oh, when I first got there, I just thought it is what it is, and then um, after a bit of time passed, I, I realised that you know there's there's probably more to AFL footy than this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I decided to take a leap of faith and, and move clubs. Yeah, shit. I, I mate, I heard stories. Obviously, Campbell Brown, uh, a mate of mine, and been on the podcast previously. But um, he sort of says you can't believe you know even the coaching structure and all that sort of stuff. Do you feel like uh, there's a lot of talk about how those players at the Gold Coast? And you think about it now, you got. You know, yourself, Tom Lynch, Prestia, Harley Bernal, Charlie Dixon, little, um, like stars, A-graders. Yeah. Do you feel as though if it was done differently, it could have been, um, you know, a dynasty? Or do you feel like the Gold Coast is just doomed and it's doomed in every sporting um, code in Australia? Uh, yeah, looking on looking at those names on paper, it it's sounds, crazy. sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and you're throwing Ablett there, of course, yeah. it was a, a scoop. Yeah, uh, I think they just – I was a young kid, so – Hard to comment on what they got wrong and what they got right at the time, but I feel like, um, yeah, they, they missed missed out on a few things. It was obviously, you know, um, heavily funded by the AFL. Mm. And they sent some good people up there, but they probably didn't have the right people in, in certain certain uh, jobs and, and titles. Um, 
But yeah, I was only 18 or 19. So Campbell Brown, so one of them. Did Brownie, Brownie, did Brownie yeah. teach you anything? Fairness to Brownie, he, after my first year, and I wasn't at all um, on the piss really. I actually didn't even like beer. It made me feel sick. But he grabbed me and said, you don't train hard enough. You're as weak as piss. Yep. Uh, went through me hard. It right. was like, you do what I'd tell you to do. And it worked that you won the won the flag. Did Was there any leadership there? Yeah, there was. There was. My my initiation to, to the club was actually I, I moved in with Brownie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, as I said before, I had just finished yep. a week at Leavers or Schoolies or whatever you want to call it. Then got on a plane. I, I was flying into Brisbane and um, expecting Campbell Brown to pick me up from the airport. Yeah. And then, I got off the plane and there was like these two blokes. I think one was dressed as a giraffe and the, <laughs> other, the other as a frog or something like that. And it was Trent McKenzie and Tommy Lynch. Yeah, right. And I was expecting Brandy to pick me up. And then I had a good laugh about them being dressed up. And then we're in the car and I was like, where's, where's Brownie? I thought he was picking me up. And they're like, oh, he's at a pool party at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we eventually made our way to, to Brownie's house. They dropped me off. Uh, Jess greeted him greeted me at the door and, and Brownie still wasn't there. And then yeah. about an hour later, Brownie rocked in in, in just a pair of boardies. And well, oh, that had, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we had training the next day as well. So that was a Sunday and then we had training the next day. So that was my initiation. In um, fairness to Brownie too, though, and I'll move on from Brownie, he can go to a pool party and he can do his, um, you know, partying and that's, but he doesn't drink. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. how, the, how yeah. does he do it? I don't get it. Like we used to go out in Melbourne and go to joints. I don't know if you were, um, ever, whether you were old enough for um, Sunday nights in Melbourne, Star Bar and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Brownie would just drive us and you'd go to Starbucks and then drive you home. I was like, how, how are you out till 2am? He used to do the same thing with us in, uh, and we'd do a, a day trip to Byron, yeah. go to the, um, the Byron Beach Hotel yeah. and then he'd drive us back. He would, he'd have like it was maybe, a free taxi. one drink or, yeah, and, then, and then we'd be back by midnight and he would drive us there. So. And he, wouldn't, he would never ask you to pack up and go home either. He no. was just there for as long as it took. Now, yeah. So Gold Coast Suns, your first year, you're sitting out. Um, oh, I did the same, but that was just because I was shit and had a broken leg. <laughs> um, and then you go and you, your first two seasons at, at the Suns are pretty special. Um, from, from Victoria watching from above, you were compared to you know, the next Chris Jard and all this sort of stuff, which is pretty exciting stuff. How easy did you find AFL footy as a youngster? Oh, it certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't easy. I had that year to basically get ready. Yeah. Um, so I was in, in the gym. I was... I was super fit. Um, that's all I really, really did was just go to the gym and and um, and train hard. <laughs> and no and, footy, and then, yeah. yeah. But I didn't. I didn't really play footy. I played six games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt like I had a little bit of an advantage on other guys my age that um, got drafted the following year. Um, and I was, I, yeah, I was, I was pretty confident as an eighteen-year-old kid. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. What have, do you mean by confident? Like in your ability or would you chirp on the field or no, I wouldn't I wouldn't chirp at all I was just yeah I was pretty confident in my ability yeah. at that stage um but yeah I couldn't have asked for a, a better start to my career um and then yeah after after the first two years and it all kind of oh, crazy crumbling down on me and <laughs> I love went full I, circle. I love when someone says I was confident in my ability like playing at Hawthorne we were, we were really good yeah as soon as it was a close game, I was like, right, oh, I'm off to the bench. Fuck this. Yeah, I ain't yeah, hanging around for yeah. this close one. Like, yeah, Hodgie, yeah, come in. Yeah, <laughs> well, I had absolutely no... Ropes. Oh, mate, I had no confidence in my ability at all. I was like, I'm going to be the one that ruins it for everyone. I'm yeah. as to just sit myself in the back just pocket. Leave and it to Shawnee Those guys. Yeah. You leave it to those guys. So you had two years of you know, sensational footy. As I said, like the raps and stuff. And then you just missed two yeah. years of yeah. footy. Didn't, didn't get back out there. Uh, oh, I've had a lot of injuries in my time, and it's shit. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what face you put on it at training, it's shit. How did you go? Yeah, I, str- I struggled big time. Yeah. Um, uh, in my second year, I, I 
develop like knee tendonitis, patella yep. tendonitis in my knee. So after round two, I didn't really train at all. Yeah. I just played on the weekend and then I'd be sore for three days post-game and then kind of get myself up to play again. I was on anti-inflammatories that whole yeah. year as a, as a did 9 you, Did you use the ones, um, the bullets? Uh, no, I didn't get introduced to the bullets until I got to Hawthorne, actually. Christ, so the bullets are, <laughs> the silver bullets are the ones you stick in your ass now. So I used to take the Voltarens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll have, you know, three Voltarens a day or whatever. And then um, I tried the bullets, not knowing that the bullets were the equivalent of, you know, 12 Voltarens or yep. whatever, like as strong as you'll ever get. Anyway, I stuck three in my ass. Oh, you're oh mate, I've never been so sick in my life. But I will tell you what, the <laughs> that'll back ruin, that'll ruin your guts. Oh, the back was loose the next yeah, day. I'll tell you what, I hadn't touched my toes for three years. That's well, I was, I was cartwheeling. That's a good go. Oh Christ, the bullets! I never had another bullet after it. Really? Oh mate, it, yeah. I, it did some damage on the way out. Good um, God! Unfortunately, I've needed them a few times over my career. Oh mate, I remember when Em and I first started dating my wife. Um, <laughs> I said I'm having trouble getting it in. Can you give me a hand? No <laughs> she way. was like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, I just need the bullet. You know where it's got to go. Let's do it. And she like, bravely enough said, oh, shit, right, I come here. I didn't make her do it for those listening. But, uh, you yeah. know, she was she was, she was gallant enough to put it on the finger. Yeah, um, yeah so you, you've, you've got your ten and I. She missed two years. Who was coaching? And did they look after you? Did they send you overseas? Did they do anything um, abnormal? I know that um, and a bugbear of mine at the time when I was injured for three years was – the stars got flown to Germany and I got to do walk the Dienong Mountains. Like, yeah, come on, yeah, cut yeah. me some slack. Send yeah. me to Germany. Yeah. Um, did you get any uh, you know, trips overseas out of it? Did you go see anyone special? Yeah, um, yeah, I did. I was I was doing like a um, heavy patella tendon program for the whole of that year yeah. and then that off-season and we kind of decided to look elsewhere because it wasn't really working for me. So I ended up going to London to see a, a bloke named Huck and Alfredson. Um, now we're talking a London trip. Yeah, I like went, it. went to London... Um, uh, my mum actually came over with me, so we got a, a bit of a, a little bit of a trip out of that. But I couldn't really walk around yeah. anything, so I was in the hospital straight away. Had one. You got a trip out of it, and you're with your mum anyway. Yeah. So I mean, that, that really just limits a lot of the work. Yeah, bloody mm. oath. Yeah. Um. So I had I actually had both um both knees operated on over yeah. there. They're just it's like a, a minor surgery um where they deinnervate the the nerves in your um patel at the end of your patella. Yeah. So I had that done. Uh, did a six month rehab. Um, for that when I got back to the club and that was basically day one of pre-season when I got back so I had six months to kind of prepare for the, the following season and then I ended up playing around um, Rocket was our coach then so he mm-hmm. just, just became our coach and um, we had a chat he was keen for me to play in the senior side um, in round one and I was like mate I'm so, so unfit <laughs> like I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere near it maybe give me a, you know a half in the twos or something yeah. before I go out and in the and just remember so, what footy's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, plan was to play a half a game against the Brisbane Lions in the NEFL. Um, it was like a super wet day. Uh, I think there was about five minutes to go of the second half. And yeah. I've gone to absolutely kick the shit out of the ball off the ground um, to try and just clear it from out of fence. And then um, I've collided legs with um, someone and, and just snapped my patella tendon. So go on. my kneecap was up on my quad. I remember looking down, it was just all white. And oh, shit. In shock straight away. We actually had a, a Canadian trainer, this um, chick, and she came over and she's, I was just screaming yeah. in pain um, and shock. And then she's like, oh, get up. Like, I'll, I'll help walk you <laughs> off. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> get the green whistle. Yeah. I think I might have accidentally even called the, the C word at the time. Yeah. So I'll take that back. But it was just, yeah, complete... Complete pain, and then I didn't get any pain relief until I got in the rooms and then got some, oh, some morphine in the arm. 
That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Can't describe how bad the pain was. I can't imagine. I, I, I was lucky. I never really had that pain, you know, the broken. Yeah. Broke my foot, actually, which really hurt. And then took my shoe off to see the damage, put my foot down, and a wasp went through the base of my foot. Oh, wow. And then I was staying at Richie Vandenberg's joint, who was the toughest bloke you'll ever imagine. So yep. I didn't complain to Rich. Yeah. So my foot's as big as you've ever seen. Um, and I've got the, the wasp pulsating through my foot. I've got a bone that snapped off. Jeez. And I didn't want to wake him up, so I put my foot in the freezer for the night. I laid in his kitchen with my foot in his freezer and trying to sim up. I woke up the next morning. I was like, Rich, um, I think I've got a bit of a sore foot, and it was as black as you've ever seen. Rich was like, what have you done, you fool? I was like, I didn't want to wake him up. He's like, get to hospital. Something's not right. But um, that's the only pain one I really had. But uh, I was pretty pretty lucky. So you've done your patella. Did you worry about your career at that stage? Yeah, um, I remember... I remember um, going to the hospital and getting a uh, MRI, and then had the MRI, and then usually they're not the guys that do the scans, the guys or females that do the scans aren't allowed to tell you what the scan, what they've they found on the scan, and the bloke comes out and he's like, "How the fuck did you do that?" And then I was like, "Oh, geez, I knew it was bad straight away." So um, yeah, I uh, I've never really heard of anyone rupturing their patella tendon before, so um, quickly jumped on Google and. And uh, diagnosed everything myself. Doctor Google, that's Dr. always Google, worked. Dr. Yeah, Dr. I've Google. had cancer fifteen times yeah. since since bloody Doctor Google's been around. Yeah, so look, that was the worst thing that I could do. Um, and then yeah, end up doing some research. There wasn't too many guys in the AFL that had, had done the injury, but um, I quickly found out that it was going to be you know anywhere from twelve to eighteen months out of the game, if not longer. Um, I think it ended up taking me like twenty months to, yep. to play a game again. Um, and then I only managed to play three games of footy and had to go in for surgery. And after that. So you obviously you've won your, your NAB Rising Star, Coach Association Best Player. Um, you've done A, B, and C over and over and over. Um, so you've won every award in the game as, as a youngster, and then you haven't played for two years and a bit. How do you decide to leave the Gold Coast? For one, you're a seventeen-year-old boy when you sort of headed over there. Um, yeah, they've got pretty big plans for you. The, the Gold Coast Suns are probably getting smashed around a little bit. When did you start to look at potentially leaving the Suns? Uh, it was it was probably so I, pl- I played those three games in the in the NEFL. I played a half a game of footy, played three quarters, and then was meant to play f- a, yeah. a full game. Um, it was towards the back end of that that season, so my my second year out, um, and I I got through half of the game in that that Sydney. We were playing the Swans. Um, I remember Isaac Heaney playing on him, and he oh, was yeah. absolutely dominated. Um, but I just got super sore in my knee again <laughs> just before half time and. Um, to the point where I went off and I was like, I can't play the second half. So um, did that and then sat down and um, I was just like a bit fed up with it. You know, yeah. the, the rehab just ended up getting getting to me mentally. You get stale too. Like, got, stale, yeah. got stale and um, yeah, I was just, uh, I don't know, I just felt like I needed something different yeah. and um, started thinking like one day, one day I would think that I wanted to leave and yeah. go somewhere else and, and, you know, start afresh and then the other day I'd be like, I can't leave. Like, you go for coffee with the boys or yeah, a beer or something, you have yeah, a laugh, and you're yeah. like, oh, this, how good's this joint? Yeah. You know, my knee will get better. Yeah. Oh, bloody Tom Lynch, he's the yeah. star. We're going to be good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like I was, I was super tight with a, yeah. a core group of those bikes over there as well. And um, it was, you know, it was the hardest thing was to look them in them in the eye and say, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go elsewhere. It is one of those ones too. And there's not many that have, when obviously I'm living in Victoria, following your career, like a lot of people around Australia, were when they say, oh, you know, Jake hasn't signed, he hasn't signed, you know, it was looking at the end of the year, 
the writing's on the wall, isn't it? Like everyone, I think Travis Cloak was almost the first one to go yeah. and sign. Everyone's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, what's Cloakie signed for? Like yeah. everyone had even every other club. And lo and behold, he ends up at Western Bulldogs um, after. So yeah. you've obviously, and everyone's done it, um, you know, I changed clubs. <laughs> there yeah. weren't too many people lining up. But <laughs> you're speaking to other clubs throughout the season uh, as the season goes on. It's, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be silly not to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously, I'm a Hawthorne man. It's, so how does, how does Hawthorne come about? Was there another you know, horse in the race? Uh, yeah. You know, Obviously, Hawthorne supporters listening, which there's quite a few, which is pleasing. They uh, they would have been very happy for you to choose Hawthorne. Yeah, so I hadn't really spoken to anyone, and I think you know everyone was thinking that I was obviously holding out on signing a, a contract extension. I had a, a five year deal on the table from from Gold Coast, and I was kind of just holding off. And five did, years does that mean you got to play every year and then they re-sign you, or is that just something that happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> No, I was, uh, yeah, I was <laughs> five straight up. Fortunate, yeah, yeah nice fortunate for that to be on the table. But you know, I was umming and ahhing over that. It was obviously a, a really good opportunity um, to sign that, but I was still unsure what I yeah. wanted, what I wanted to do. And and it all came down to you know, if I hadn't have done my knee, then I wouldn't have even been thinking about of this. Of course, I would have, I would have been yeah. happy to to be there and and you know, hopefully pl- still playing good footy. Um, but yeah, given it was kind of like a. Um, a block in the road where I had to kind of reassess what, what I wanted to get out of my yeah. career and, and I, f- I thought that moving to a different club was the best opportunity for me to get the most out of myself and my body. Um, but yeah, I think it all came about with Hawthorne. Campbell Brown actually called me Yeah, right. Um, and he said that Clarko wanted to speak to me. And I, oh, Brownie I, was I, a little bit of in-between. Yeah, he, um, I was, uh, this, is, um, this was during the season as well, yeah. towards the back end of um, 2016. And I said, mate, I'm... I don't really want to talk to him at the moment. Like, yeah. I, if, if I do, I'll let you know. And then about five minutes later, my my phone called from, <laughs> from a random number. I answered it. I said, Jake is speaking. And it was Clark. Yeah, it was madness. But he was he was really good about it. Um, he didn't – he wasn't pushy or anything. Yeah. He just said, mate, uh, basically want to have a chat to you. If, if you are considering moving, I, I consider us as the best club in terms of trying to get your body right. We've had good success with, success with guys like Sean Burgoyne, um, a few others – and um, it kind of all happened from there. I started yeah. talking. I started talking um, after the season to there uh, to Jack Russell. Um, yep, he was there. Best in the business. Yeah, their head of head of high performance at the time. And I had a relationship with Michael McDesey, who's their doctor. Yeah, from, through the AIS. Through the AIS yeah. when I was a kid. So um, is he still there? He's still there. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a ripper. He's a really good guy. Um, and he's considered the best in the business yeah. as, a, as a sports doc. So. Um, it became pretty attractive to me pretty quickly. I do laugh when people say, and there's been quite a few that go, you know, Hawthorne, um, you know, they're, oh, their medical team, best in the business, they get everyone playing. I was like, I missed three years with a calf injury. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah. me some slack. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah. I'm, come on. I've three years of it. Nah, yeah. they are. But Andrew Lambert, Bart. Yeah. Oh, I still laugh. Who's the physio there? He always introduced himself as a four-time All-Australian physio. Yeah. Every year they won the flag, he chalked up an All-Australian, you yeah. reckon. So, yeah. nah, the medical team, the footy club's wonderful. But when when, when did you finally go, look, uh, Gold Coast, you've been great. You've, you've laid a foundation for me. Yeah. Uh, introduced me to AFL football, but I'm out. Yeah, I always said to the, to the club um, that I'd let them know let them know before the end of the season, just yep. because they had given given me such a big offer, and you know a five year term was such a big offer, and they needed a plan um, if I was yeah, going, plan accordingly yeah. if I was going to leave or if I was going to stay. So I always said to them that I'd let them know before the end of the season, and yeah. then it got to the last week of the season, I was like, fuck, I actually <laughs> don't don't know what I want to do. 
Um, I was still, you know, tossing up one day I wanted to leave. the next. Was Rocket time. still there or was he moved on by Rocket, that stage? Ro- no, Rocket was still yeah. there. Um, yeah, he used to joke about there, there was rumours that oh, I'd spoken to Hawthorne and he used to joke about giving me his Hawthorne shorts from when he used yeah, to play. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I end up I end up just switching off my phone and going and sitting on Burley Hill um, yeah. and watching the surf and just having a bit of time to myself. And I think I sat there for three or four hours just by myself and kind of nutting out what I wanted to do. Yeah. You speak, you... It seems like a story where you needed to have a joint with you yeah, and just yeah, like really yeah, chill out yeah. in Byron Bay and be like, yeah. I just saw a picture and it was Hawthorne. Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, we can't smoke <laughs> weed, but that would have been nice. It's just been legalised for the NBA I next saw, season. I Every single that. player. I saw that. They all smoke it anyway. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was sitting there and then you're you're always seeking people out in those yeah. um, times of making decisions like that and... Everyone had just said to me, "Do what's best for you," and I was like, "Well, oh, fuck! Can you just, can you give me an answer?" I was, yeah, I don't know what I want to do, but I came to the decision I wanted to leave. And, and it, it is funny when you ask someone for advice, yeah. and they they give you a point or two points or whatever it is, and they go, "But just do what you yeah, want to do." Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Man, I'm sitting here know. asking I'm you. Sure I'm 50, 50 Push me in a direction." Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. So that day I came to the decision. I think it was like a a Tuesday of the last round of 2016, and um, called my manager or called my family first. Uh, told a couple of of close mates um, and then told my manager and then I, yeah. I got in contact with the club. I think I, I spoke to Rocket first um, and then, yeah, w- walked into the club the next day and went out for training and I was I kind of said and came up with a plan with our GM at the time that we weren't going to tell the players until yeah. after that game just because I didn't want it to be a, um, you know, a distraction for that, that, that's week, that week's preparation. Um, and then I got to the club, I trained, went out for training and then quickly got called in and, then all of a sudden there was a, a big shitstorm. Did Dave swallow or someone, and this just popped up my memory, did someone give you a spray or someone tell you to fuck off? Or was yeah. there, did it get heated? And I didn't, yeah. this is just me thinking back then. Did yep. something go, did Tom Lynch or did someone say something that asked you to move? No, nah, there was, none of the players did. It was um, the chairman, Tony Cochran. So yeah, that's right. I think, I think my manager at the time might have said something that pissed him off. Yeah. Um, and maybe told him to f off or something. There was yeah. a, uh, an argument there where uh, he didn't like it, and then <laughs> I wanted to talk to him personally, but he didn't want to borrow me. Um, so yeah, I ended up basically having to tell everyone on the spot. Yeah, right. Otherwise, he was going to tell everyone. So I didn't really have a plan what I wanted to say. So it ended up being pretty emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah, I walked into a room with the all, the whole playing group and had to tell them I was leaving, and then. Um, Got kicked out of the room pretty, pretty <laughs> quickly, and then the the chairman spoke to the playing group, and uh, I think he berated me from from what I'm told. And I think a, a couple of guys walked out of the room. But yeah, it is funny when the you know, in any business, I suppose, uh, when when you have a target of a spray or getting moving on or getting the sack, uh, being there the last couple of days um, yeah. is where like people talk like your mates have got you back a hundred percent of the way. So like you would have had mates sitting in there going. I'm definitely going to just tell him what happened in the meeting. Like yeah. you give him a text, say what happened. Oh, you won't believe it. Cochran said you're a knob. Yep, yeah. we move on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, you're at Hawthorne, uh, and away you go. Was it everything that you thought Hawthorne? Because you missed the the legacy, the you know the champions, um, you know the the three or four time premiership players. But it was a different chapter, I suppose, for the footy club. But did was it everything you thought it would be moving yeah. to Hawthorne? And of course, I think it might have been a little upgrade from. Gold Coast at the time um, were heading in the right direction and Stewie Dew, I think, will do a wonderful job there. Yeah. Um, was the Hawthorne everything you thought it'd be? Uh, yeah, it has been. It was. Uh, I probably didn't give the, the pressure of playing footy in Melbourne enough credit. Yeah. Um, you know, you're so far removed from it up in, in the Gold Coast and 
um, you know, a, a kid coming from Dongra, mm. going to the Gold Coast, it was just like I was at home sort of thing. Yeah. Like you could walk down the street and no one gave a shit about you. Um, you weren't really um, written about in the papers or if you were, yeah. no one really read the papers about yeah, page AFL, seven. AFL yeah. footy. So, um, and then, you know, coming to coming to Hawthorne, as, um, they paid a, a fair price to get me there. Um, I kind of I felt the pressure quite a bit, and then I was I was, I was injured. <laughs> Do you know what the price was? What what they give up? I can't. Uh, to be can't honest, I can't remember. Um, a I fair price. I remember when I got I was a free agent, and um, and I'm so glad that happened to Grant Birchall as well. Uh, we 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 went for so little money to a new footy club that there's yeah. no um, compensation. It's like you're an right. uncompensated free agent. Yeah, I was like, right. sorry, Hawks man, I can't even give you a fifth rounder. Uh, sorry guys, I'm off. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right, and you do. And I think Tim Kelly, for example, at West Coast, yep. should be feeling it. Like they sold the farm to get him. Yep. Uh, year one out of the way, Geelong make the granny, uh, and they didn't win it. But then Tim Kelly, with injuries and all sorts of stuff around the midfield, without yeah, you know, they probably didn't see the best out of Tim Kelly as well. But pressure is something that you you get paid well. They've given up picks. It's not like oh, I'm just going to yep. go out and play footy. All of a sudden, there's Oh shit! I've got to start winning some yeah. games. Um, you know, if the team goes shit house, yep. you're going to be on the paper. Yep. Is that what you mean in terms of Melbourne? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And just uh, you know, because of, because I was I actually got injured playing against Gold Coast in round four of my yeah. first year at, at um, Hawthorne. And That's I, right. And everyone was like, "Oh shit! Here it is." Yeah, I end up getting a stress reaction in my kneecap. Yeah, um, which we didn't really diagnose until later on. So I think after about six weeks of unexplained pain in my yeah. my knee. We end up diagnosing it with a CT scan. So, yeah, it was a pretty rough year for my my first year at the Hawks. But um, you know, I remember walking into the club and just seeing all the Premiership cups above the lockers. Yeah, and the history um, there is amazing. And um, yeah, I, I love that about the Footy Club. It's got such a great culture. Um, so many good people at the Footy Club, and I'm I'm so stoked that I'm that I'm there and I made the decision to move. But I remember fondly, I. Um, First walked into the club and um, Sammy Mitchell was there with his kids. I, yeah. I think I was on the Alter G running machine at the time, and um, he would have been a prick. Move. He would have said something stupid. Nah, he was he was <laughs> he was fine. Um, I was I was excited to play with, with yeah. him and Jordan because I didn't realise that they were moving on, but he did at the time. Yeah, without, of course. Without telling me that um, he was leaving, so it all it all be, ended up being extra pressure because it. Kind of, of course, it the leaders were gone. Yeah. It kind of seemed like that they had moved on Jordan and yeah. Sam to get myself and Tom in, which was. Um, not the case at all. And um, when I when I went to the club, I thought they were going to be playing there next year. So I was, yeah, of I course. was attracted to that. And as you're well. excited about Jordan Lewis, excited. four flags. Yeah. You got Sam Mitchell, Brownlows, yeah, and four of, flags. Bit of leadership, they yeah. can show us the way, sort of thing. And, and then next minute they were gone. So I was like, so you, yeah. you you got those legends sacked. You're yeah, telling you're no, telling no, everyone no, you, no, you, no, no, <laughs> Clarko on the phone said, "You come, I'll sack the rest." Nah, I'm joking. They're they're bloody good guys. And obviously, Mitch is back at Hawthorne, and I'm sure Jordan Lewis at some stage will you turn back. Uh, to the footy club because they're both um, you know, champions of the, of the footy club. But yeah. uh, so, how are you going with? Are they rebuilding? Are they? I think Hawthorne and, and being a supporter myself, you're a little bit unsure yeah. what's happening. Like Isaac Smith's moved on, um, Chipper Frawley's moved on. There's bits and pieces. I was talking Jack Gunston might have been traded. Yeah. Is it a bit like oh, I just trust that Clarko in 12 months will have a plan? Oh, he's got a plan obviously now, but like yeah. a clear direction where we are. I think so. Yeah, he's um, uh, he's he's yeah, super keen that we can bounce back really quickly. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> and who wouldn't trust him and yeah, believe? Him? Yeah, it's hard not to trust him given his um, history. But yeah, I think you know our, our start to the year, um, 
you know, we were three and one before we went. Yeah, to and the you hubs. knocked over Richmond, knocked over yeah. Richmond and Brisbane, got thumped by Geelong. That's right. That was our only loss for the first uh, four rounds. But then, you know, we go into hubs without. Oh, it was a shit show of a year. Yeah, yeah, it was a it shit was, show. Of yeah, year. without making excuses, it's it's hard to say. You know how much weight that that bears on yeah. our season. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty positive about next year. I didn't expect us to get you know the quality players that we did in the trade. Um, Tom Phillips for a bag of chips. Obviously. Mate, I, I'm so, a Tom uh, Phillips man. I was, and yeah. I, I've said it, I think, before on the podcast. I slid in his DMs one night pissed. Yeah, I don't right. even know Tom Phillips. Never met him. Yeah. I was a fan. He got me over the line one day in a multi at the at, uh, at Optus Stadium. Yeah. He had to get 25 or something. <laughs> and he ended up having 25 three-quarter times. So me and my mate Jake Colvin, he oh, has been... It. Oh, Flipper's our man. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they call him Flipper. I call him Flipper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they gave him up for a bag of beans, I was like, Nothing. what? Yeah. He is, I think I might have been back in to be all Australian, wingman at some stage. Like, he's yeah. that sort of quality player. Bloody Incredible yes, yeah. pickup. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and also, you're diving into the draft. They, they put up something the other day about in the last time in the top five, um, you know, you've got the fruits of uh, Jared Ruffhead, yeah. Buddy Franklin. And the third photo was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, so of course I copped so much shit over that. I was like, Hawthorne, whoever's running your PR or your media or whatever, like, people forgot about that. Yeah. Just don't drag me through that ever again. Actually, so I saw a photo um, of that, that draft crop um, and Birch is in it. Yes. There's a photo with yeah. Gary Lyon standing out the front. And I was and in casuals. Got, got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else has got their shirts on from um, you so know, the, the Falcons and all that, and then you're just in a casual shirt. What I derived of that was Dale Thomas was behind me. Right. And I, he was in a polo, but I don't know whether Daisy being from Drawn, it was just a shit polo he had on that yep. he thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, Scott Penderbury wasn't there, so he was also my TAC Cup team. Right. And I was in casual. So I think potentially I had winner's piss from the grand final all over our polos. Yep. So it was just like... Boys, we're casuals. You won the grand final three days ago or five days ago, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the losers, you'll have your polos. You yeah. bang them on. You look schmick. Put yeah. your collars up, whatever you want to do, you fools. But, you know, when you, you're Daisy, myself and Pendles, who would just won the, the grand final. Yeah, and, cool cats. Yeah, it was just a bit like, just wear what you need to wear, boys. So yeah. I had a, a, a schmicko. Love it. Probably had a, um, a contract deal with a, a clothing label or something like that as well. So, Love it. oh mate, I don't know I've copped that much shit today about that pink, uh, the pink and white polo. Birch, the funniest bit, um, not only that, but Birch's front teeth. Oh mate, he's got a two dollar coin between the front. Of them. Oh, and then they knocked one out in the grand final, yeah, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, I won't keep you much longer, mate. I've, I've bloody loved having you here. I've just got a couple of really quick cheeky ones that I run through. Uh, everyone's had a Clarkson spray. Yeah. Have you run into Clarkos, or what's the biggest one you've seen? Uh, or the weirdest thing he's done. Oh, he's done plenty of weird shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember uh, my my first game. It's probably not the biggest spray, but I remember my first game for Hawthorne. Oh, no, my, sorry, my second game. My first game was against Essendon, and they, um, it was after all the boys that had just been um, suspended. Oh, return, the, yep. The drug scandal or whatever. Um, but the following game was against Adelaide, so round two, um, and... I think Tom and I had, I don't know, I think we had like 78 possessions between us. I was going to say, it was, had, high, it was 30s. But I had yeah. like 25 handballs and yeah. he, he ended up spraying the both of us for having handballs. Know, a lot of touches but like fucking do something with the ball, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is completely fair enough. But he's, there's some stories about him like I always, always get told and laugh every single time about the one. I think it might have been at Adelaide Oval. Um, I'm not sure what year but... Um, I think the boys lost. You might have even been playing Port Adelaide. Game potentially, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
he's he's very good at um, taking the blame. Yeah, himself, and um, you could probably tell the story better than I can, but. Um, he's basically blamed himself and said, this stick nose fucked up the game plan and then pu- punched himself in the face. <laughs> That's right. So we had Port Adelaide at Amy uh, at the shit one in Adelaide. You know, we used to be Amy. Yeah. Port Adelaide, and he hates Port Adelaide, slash probably loves them. They start, gave him a you know, start at footy yep. in terms of coaching. Uh, and we went over there. We were one and six at the start of that year and uh, we're charging. Like, I think we might have won eight or nine in a row. Yeah. A bit of skipping the step. Yeah. Went over there, we played ten, table tennis and wrestled and fought and fucked around before the game. Yeah. Got pumped. Anyway, yeah, we got back and we walked in and we knew we were under the pump because Clarko was like not talking to anyone. And you walked into the screen in the um, lecture theatre and everyone's name on the program that they use for uh, reviews was there. So every single player was going to get a beating, yeah. essentially. And yeah, I still remember him. And I was sitting next to Cyril. I sat next to Cyril for a reason. He the love child, man. And the halo covered his head, I'd yeah. duck my wing under it and be like, hey, you know when you just want to go off your head and you, you just wouldn't look there? It was yeah. like a magnet away from Sears. So yeah. I sat next to Sears. But yeah, when he started hitting his chest, like, and he hits it this hard as well. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but then after, I think the bit that's underrated, he was, I think after he, and this might be a bit of poetic license, but I think after he punched himself as hard as he could in the face, he said, line up. Line up and hit me. And I was like, motherfucker, I ain't touching you. Like, no, no get no me way. out. I don't need no to go way. home. Yeah. But I um, know yep. oh, he's crazy. I was thinking about the other day in the shower, actually. 2012, I played like three games, I think, for the year. Played in the grand final. Yeah. I'd done my knee. Uh, was coming to come back. And I was meant to come off the ground in a waffle in a VFL game. And uh, it was close at the end. So I came back on with a minute to go. Did a smother when they had a shot at goal. I still remember it. And as soon, like, I dived, smothered, got the ball. And when I gave it back to the umpire, I remember thinking, that's going to be the highlight of the week. Yeah. And then next set of bounce, did my knee. Next, oh. and I, yeah, done. Played three games or two games or whatever. But I remember Clarko drew up a, um, a package, a highlights package to motivate me before the grand final and be like, mate, you're not a blow-in. You've played bugger all, but we'd love to have you. Yeah. We went to the, the theatre room away from everyone upstairs Watched it and he had, I still remember it, read all about it by Amelia Sanders or some sh- uh, rip and song. And at the end, the, the lights were dimmed and like we hugged. And I was like, This is weird. Oh shit, I'm hugging <laughs> Clarko. But he's so good. Anyway, I, I absolutely love him. I think he's, he's a father figure for so many. Now, just a couple more that you quickly got for you. Uh, best footy trip you've been on and location. I know you went on the footy trip when you weren't actually even playing for Gold Coast, so you must yeah. enjoy him. Yeah, it was uh, Brownie organised that one, so that was uh, no, no that surprise was my, again. That was my initiation of footy trips, but we actually went to Ibiza um, or Ibiza. We ate. We eighteen. You were just about I 18. was just eighteen, yeah. um, and like, not on much, not on much cash that year. So I remember yeah. texting mum. Getting dad, the euros, texting, the, the yeah. conversion rate wasn't working real well for oh, you. Brownie would be like, "Boys, meet in the foyer at this time and bring like three hundred euros." <laughs> so I remember texting mum and dad and saying, "Can you transfer me?" Some it's money? so true. Um, but yeah, that was bloody good fun. We were in, we were staying in like shitty accommodation. Yeah, I can't remember how much it was a night, but there was no aircon and Ibiza's like 30, hot as a rock. Yeah, thirty-eight degrees and not good with a hangover. Um, so yeah, we went to a, a place called Ushire, which is like an outdoor nightclub, day club. Um, and yeah, that was my initiation. And then we went to, to Barcelona. I remember Harley, ben, Harley Benel, he, um, one night got the, the fire extinguisher out. Yeah. We ended up getting kicked out of a, out yep. of a hotel one night. Um, I reckon if you said to me, pick the player who did it at the Gold Coast, I reckon I would have landed on Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then a few of us broke away from the group. So I think 
Some of the boys, Brownie included, stayed in Ibiza yeah. um, for eight days. Not surprised again. And well, I think we stayed eight day for, footy trips enough. Yeah, well, we stayed for three. Yeah, that's about it. That's that's about right. We stayed for three. Then I think there was four of us went to um, Nice in the south yeah. south of France. Stayed there for four nights and then met the boys again in Barcelona. Yeah, and they were all wrecked. What what you mentioned, Harley? But now, and I've ran into Harley a few times and got on really well with Harley. Yeah. And, and I still, re- I actually played on him one day over here, um, and it was like I op sim. I was like, if you don't play well, you gone. Right. I was like, fuck, right, eh? Pressure's Harley Bennell, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, I tackled him like a good tackle, and Harley Bennell was like, shit, bro, that was hard. I was like, fucking come at me, <laughs> like it, it, absolute bullshit. You, it, Harley Bennell, I reckon. Yeah, but one of the most untapped talents you've ever, yeah. and you hear a lot of bad things about Harley Bennell, and yeah. nothing really good is spoken about his talent and that sort of stuff. It, what's Harley Bennell like as a person? He's one of the most loyal people that I've ever met. Yeah, I think that's his downfall as well. Um, he's come back, and and some of his mates have probably led him down the wrong path yeah. at times. And um, Harley, being the loyal person that he is, he's always never, never the one to say no. So, yeah. but he's a he's a, a really good guy. Um, he's had obviously a fair few issues off the field, and um, that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate to see such a, a big talent go. Oh, so talented! Um, Some of those games he played early days, where he was kicking three yeah. and having thirty. And I remember, yeah, I remember a game uh, we played against Geelong, maybe in my second year, mm. and um, Harley had some some stuff going on going on off the field with um, a family member and it was literally 24 hours before the game. Yeah. And then uh, we came, he came out and we played Geelong and he, he had, thir- I think he had 34 touches and kicked six Yeah, goals. that's right. Yeah, that, that, that incredible. He was like a 20-year-old or yeah. whatever he was. Not, it, it, he was, and it's a shame because he could have been a different version of someone we haven't seen, I suppose, yeah. in terms yeah. of a bit of Dusty Martin, a bit of yep. um, Gary Ablett, a little yep. bit of Sam Mitchell in terms of you could rack the piss out of the footy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a shame. And as I said, I've ran to him a few times and always been super, super friendly. Yep. But uh, a couple more really quickly. Gary Ablett, uh, I think everyone, you know, he sort of was in the limelight, left uh, Geelong, missed the premiership in 2011. What was it like playing with Gary Ablett? Yeah, super cool. Um, you know, grew up watching him and idolising him and then to get to the club and then, um, play alongside him. It was amazing, and um, learned so much off him. Not not only on the field, but off the field. But um, oh, was he good off the field? Yeah. At, when I first got there, he was he was really good fun off the field. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that would surprise people. I think yeah. a lot would go. I oh, guess just went up there for a, a payday, play good footy. But he actually gave a bit and had some good fun. Yeah. Well, he didn't really have anyone else up there. So yeah, it was of course. Like, his teammates were his mates, yeah. sort of thing, and his family at the time. Um, so he spent a fair bit of time with us, and um, yeah, he was heaps. He was heaps of fun. But I think the the thing that I take away from him is just like he always does the simple things well. Yeah. Um, obviously, he does the flashy things as well. But yeah, the simple things he did so well, and um, yeah, he wouldn't. I think it's well well documented. He wasn't necessarily the, the hardest trainer, but mm. he just trained smart. Um, and then you know also. When we when we got the ball and Gary run past oh, you, just, you just give him the footy. He was so good. He was something special. I had a beer with Chance Bateman on the weekend, and uh, we we're at a Bucks do, and someone was talking about the grand final or whatever. And Changa was like, "How how I didn't win the Norm, not me. How Changa didn't win the Norm Smith is yep. beyond him." He goes, "I kept guys to thirty eight. Yeah, and everyone was like, "That's that was a good job. Like yeah. he was. That's how good Ablett was, or whatever. Yep. Thirty six. That's how good he was at the time." Yeah, uh, I got two more for you. You're going on a footy trip to I don't know Vegas, wherever you want to go, whatever. You got five seats at the table. Away, you're in one. Which four mates? Which four players are you taking with you 
for the best time? All right. Um, probably, I'd say Steve Kinner. He's one, yeah. of, one of my best mates, so I'd take yeah. him. Uh, John Segler. A big sexy. Sexy's yeah. good fun. He's a war horse too. Yeah. He's a veteran of that stuff. He's uh is he, is he still going? Sexy? Yeah, he's still yeah. going. He signed a three year deal last year, so he's got another two. Yeah. Who's his manager? I need yeah, I need a manager at the pickers, moment. I'm jobless. Pickers. On pickers, I need a manager. Uh what have I got? Two two left. Yeah, two left. Uh Grant Birchall, he's always oh, a big very, very good fun. Um I would say John O'Rourke, but he's he's long gone. He hasn't yeah. played for a few years. Uh, what would what would O'Rourke bring to the table though? He can be first oh, emergency, plenty, but yeah, plenty of plenty of banter. Yeah, he's um he's got no filter, very eccentric. He's um always good for a laugh, regardless of when whether you're on the beers. Yeah, he's the type of guy that you need to be around when you when you're hungover. You wait, you've woken up the next day and okay, bring you up. He gets you going. He gets you going. Um, having said that, we're having a few beers right now. I have got a bucks at eight thirty tomorrow morning. Do you? I had a uh, bucks last week. Oh jeez, mate, I had one last week as well, and. Yeah. I actually shook hands with the stripper on the way out. Yeah, I was right. done early. I said, no, nah, no, nah, none of this um, this jargon. Yeah. I'm 32. I've Get got two beautiful here. kids. Uh, and literally, as I opened the gate, I did the biggest smoke bomb you've ever seen. Nice. And, of course, as I was smoke bombing, the fucking stripper came in and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, have a wonderful night. Oh, <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you say to them? Say have a good night and um, I'm going to go spend some time with my family. Uh, yeah. Last one. So you got one more spot, sorry? One more spot. Um, who's good with logistics? I'd say maybe oh, Jack, Jack Gunston's pretty fun. Yeah. Jack Gunston's good, good fun on the beers. Uh, now I've tweeted this uh, and uh, and have has actually was, played a small role in your current relationship. Uh, I'm, I'm a heterosexual man with two kids, married, but I openly say you are the sexiest player in the competition. I'll, often I'll bring out the photo of you and your dick togs getting out of the ocean. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm comfortable, I'm competent where I'm at at the moment. And people have often compared me to you uh, when I'm down at um, you know, City Beach or, or Cot, North nice. Cot, getting out of the beach when I get dumped and my dick togs are missing <laughs> and my fucking my mud flap over my doodle. Like it's bad at the moment, I get it. Who's the sexiest player in the competition if it's not you? Uh, it is used to be Rancy. Rancy yeah, is oh an yeah, abs- fair. absolute yeah. weapon. Um, who's I reckon Dave Dave Swallows. Yeah, Dave Swallows. Da- he's um, hiding up there on the Gold Coast, but he's he's a very good look. He's got a um, a fiance and so two it's an kids attractive himself. family. Very attractive family. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's a Andrew's a. A very good looking man as well. Who who else is so Mark Lacroix was always mine, and Lecker's yeah. one of my good mates. And yep. it, it, it pains me to say that he actually slightly turned me on at, at training. Yeah, but it was more the all round factor. Like he was obviously an outstanding footballer. You know, kicked twelve against Essendon, all Australians, best and fairest. But he was he'd be good at cricket, and then he'd be good at yeah, basketball, good at and then he'd bikes. be good at ping pong. And you're like, man, what are you not good at? And then he's hot, and then he's got his kids are beautiful. You're yeah. just like, oh man, the world and and he's a man's man from. He goes fishing, goes fishing yeah, and, and talks and, shit and yeah. gives you shit, and you're just yeah. like, oh mate, you've got the full kit. Yeah. yeah. And then there's me, who's a loser with a bent <laughs> nose and a pale skin and a fat gut. But uh, mate, I won't take a minute more of your time. Let's go have a couple of beers. I'll get the barbecue going. Uh, Jakes, thanks very much for joining. Uh, it's time for a beer, and wish you all the best again. Obviously, you've been a Hawthorne supporter. I'll be rooting hard for you, but uh, all the best and uh, go well this season. Thanks, X. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers.